This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt here with yet another episode of Radio Techers. And on this week's episode, we're covering the majority of the matches from match day four in the English Premier League, including a rather uh, disturbing uh, loss on Manchester United's part 6-1 to Tottenham's Hotspurs. Um, so Mags will be uh, joining me here uh, to discuss uh, most of the matches, not including the Aston Villa-Liverpool one, which we will discuss on Wednesday. Uh, we will also be discussing uh, the Champions League draw fixtures uh, that were announced earlier last week. Uh, that being said, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O, T-E-K-K-E-R-S. That being said, thank you to whoever you are, wherever you are, for tuning in. We appreciate you choosing to spend time with us here today. And uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, Or if you choose to go onto YouTube, subscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish Network, where you can actually uh, view a video of myself and Mags doing this exact episode. Uh, Thank you again, and enjoy the show. yet another episode of Radio Techers. I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always with me here, my good friend and yours, Mags. Mags, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely amazing. I just, <laughs> I'm just in a, I don't, are we in Bizarro World? Are we actually in like back to front world? Because what is this season? I just don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. How is what is happening happening? I just I have no explanation. I'm running out of uh, I'm running out of words and 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 phrases to explain what the fuck is going on. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it, it's it's been quite an interesting weekend as far as football is concerned. Um, now we we are going to go a little bit off the beaten path here. We're going to review every game except for the Liverpool and Aston Villa game here 
uh, today. Um, but uh, we're going to be saving Wednesday's uh, recording, th- Thursday's episode for everybody out there listening. Uh, we're going to be saving that for uh, Mags' favorite time of the year, Transfer Deadline Day. Um, so we'll, we'll be doing a little bit of that. We've also got a preview for the uh, UEFA Champions League. Uh, we're we're going to be taking a look at the uh, the, the group stages, and uh, we're going we're going to do some picks here, Mags. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Interesting. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's get into what you like to call uh, the nitty gritty here. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of it as well today. There is quite a bit of nitty gritty. Uh, let's start with the um, the early riser game here uh, on Saturday. That was Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. Uh, Chelsea absolutely demolishing Crystal Palace for zero. It was um, a very much a one sided affair here, Mags. Yeah, it was uh the first half was 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 quite it was in Chelsea's favor but they just didn't seem to have that that edge but that second half what a what a what a brilliant game and well played by Chelsea and what a signing Ben Chilwell is he made such an impact uh scored the first one set up the second one uh, and then two quite dubious penalties uh the the tammy abraham penalty was for me was definitely not a penalty um and then the the car Havertz one was he probably left his leg in on purpose looking to to get that penalty uh but yeah a solid uh performance by by chelsea and mm. this is the chelsea that i expected with the signings that they made uh with uh with the money that they've spent this is the performances that i kind of expected and uh, hopefully chill well uh being in the in the squad is kind of like that catalyst to for Chelsea to be able to show what they can do. Mm. I, I would agree. They, they've they've spent uh, quite a good amount of money, and they certainly laid it all out here on the field. Uh, let's get to the stats line here of the game: seventeen shots in total for Chelsea uh, to Crystal Palace's woeful four. Uh, Chelsea's uh, Chelsea had six shots on target, whereas uh, Crystal Palace had zero. zero. Yeah, uh, easy day for for Mendy on his debut. Really easy. Mm-hmm. It truly is. Um, I mean, they uh, uh, Chelsea strung together um, over twice as many passes. Um, and, and we're quite more accurate with the passing game here. They completely dominated uh, Crystal Palace all the way through. Uh, Crystal mm-hmm. Palace, they really had their tails up um, to, to start the season, and uh, they need they now seem to be, I guess, um, slipping away from that a little bit, Mags. Um, is this just a matter of it being a reality check uh, for, for Crystal Palace, or, or have we now seen what, what Chelsea's real strengths are here? Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah I think a bit of both. It, it makes sense. Uh, Palace started really, uh, really well. They've they've got six points out of uh, the first four games, which mm-hmm. isn't too bad considering the the amount of money that the clubs around them have spent. Uh, I don't think they they they've got too much to be worried about. They just got they were just on the end of a, a Chelsea team that is coming together uh, and, as strong as it possibly could be, and they unfortunately took a whooping for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um i think this is more more to come here for this chelsea team as as they kind of bed in everybody and kind of get things uh on um on the right tempo as far as all the players being transferred in are concerned mm-hmm. um after that we have league leaders 
strangely enough, league leaders, Everton, um, uh, won once again, beating Brighton four to two after, um, again, it, it's, it's, um, it's not the most dominant performance that we've seen from this Everton team, but it was quite a gutsy performance and they definitely took their chances. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if it wasn't for the form of, uh, Rodriguez and Calvert-Lewin and, and decoring that, that, uh, that pressing forward, Everton could have been put to the sword here because uh, Pickford was woeful again. And it's the fact that Everton are so good up front that's saving him a lot of blushes. Uh, but Dominic Cavett-Lewin is looking like an absolute killer in that box. Uh, I think that is his ninth goal of the season already. Uh, James Rodriguez is, is quite possibly on target to be the, the signing of the season because he's revitalised that 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 front lineup. Got wow. a couple of goals himself, uh, got an assist. The guy, he just, everything he touches seems to be turning to goal right now and, and Everton are reaping the benefits from it. Um, I think Mo, uh, Mopai had a great game for, for uh, Brighton. And the thing I've, I've, I've got to give Brighton uh, respect for is the, the heads never went down. Mm. Even when they were uh, 4-1 down, they were still pressing and they were still trying to uh, make things happen. Uh, the Basuma goal was well taken. Lovely uh, control on the chest and, and volley. Uh, but yeah, Everton are absolutely flying. And I think it, this is the first time in uh, over 100 years they've won the first seven games of, uh, of a season. And it's the first time that they've won the, the first four games since they won the title in 1970. So... Yeah, it's just record-breaking start from Everton. It's, it's mm -hmm. really good to see. Mm -hmm. They have a big challenge coming up uh, after the international break. Obviously, international break can make uh, can literally make or break premiership teams. Mm -hmm. uh, Everton are walking into a deadly uh, into a deadly path uh, with uh, inner city rivals uh, Liverpool. Um, so, um, if you're Everton. Uh, what do you do to beat this Liverpool team? I mean, do you change uh, for the sake of Liverpool? I mean, Everton are the form team. They're top of the mm -hmm. league. They're scoring uh, plenty of goals. They have got a worry in in uh, in Pickford, uh, mm -hmm. but it's it's not like you can drop England's number one keeper. Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't think they changed the game plan much. I think they play to the strengths as they've been doing. They, they let Allen control the game from from uh, the, the 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 deep midfield. They allowed Decoria to use his, his pace and his strength to to uh, muscle Liverpool off the ball, and and they they go and let Rodriguez just rip rip the defence a new arsehole and Calvert Lewin uh, beating Van Dijk to the ball. That's what you hope for. That is what you would hope for, uh, in most cases. Um, I mean, now, you won't hope for that, obviously. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> if you're Everton, that's what you would hope for. Um, yeah, Calvert Lewin, he um, he certainly has not shown that he can outmuscle Virgil Van Dyke. It'll be interesting to see what Everton can do uh, here in this case. Uh, here in this case, rather, uh, they have surprised a lot of folks. So you know, um, I, I do not give them any kind of. Um, uh, I, I will not. I, I will not give them any other kind of slack. They've been very, very good 
very, very good and a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch. Um, let's move on to uh, something that, that certainly uh, wet my whistle this week. Uh, that's a strange way to phrase that. <laughs> um, the, the tactical battle between Leeds United and Manchester City. Um, Pep Guardiola is famous for being a huge proponent of a lot of uh, Marcelo Bielsa's uh, tactics and thoughts and ideas. So this is uh, very much a, a student uh, versus the master kind of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think City are going to rue the fact that they uh, they were just not sharp enough in in front of goal. I think they had almost double the amount of shots that uh, that uh, Leeds had, but strangely they didn't have more possession, which is weird for a, for a Man City team. They normally uh, play on the fact that they have a lot of possession. Um, but a great, a great finish by uh, by Sterling for the for the goal. I think he uh, he should have scored the the second one later on. But Leeds did did well to not uh, let their heads go down and and fought back really well. And and Rodrigo got a, a well deserved goal. I thought he was very bright all game. Uh, he was really uh, he he put uh, put. Um, City to the sword quite a few times, and if, if it wasn't for the skill of uh, of Edison, he, he probably could have got maybe two or three goals. Uh, saying that, it was Edison's fault that he actually got the goal in the first place, uh, uh, whether it was the, because the ball was wet or it was slippy, but his attempt to punch out went, went straight to, to Leeds, and, and they, they deserved the point for me. I think that uh, City... Uh, struggled to put leads away and 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 got exactly what they deserved because of it. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 definitely checks out well with me. Um, based on what we're seeing here, uh, stats line wise, uh, leads twelve shots on target uh, to Manchester City's twenty four. 24 shots on target here from City, uh, but they were awfully wasteful here. Only two of those shots were actually on target, seven shots of which were on target for Leeds. Leeds actually did take up the possession here, uh, 53% to Manchester City's 47, um, and even had uh, just a, a few dozen passes more uh, than Manchester City. So this was quite a, a quite an intriguing game, I thought. Um, one of the more um, uh, titillating uh, 1-1 draws that you'll see um, mm-hmm. But um, and ironically, one of the most low-scoring games we've had in the Premier League so far. <laughs> yeah, strangely <laughs> enough, you would expect with these two that they would they would actually um, provide a higher scoreline. Um, but uh, yeah, um, the, the headlines will obviously, and and probably you would know about this better than I would. But probably in your neck of the woods, the headlines are Manchester City dropping points here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it is a Manchester. Should be able to beat teams like about like Leeds, but again, they it, it's the madness of this season's league. Out of three games, they've got four points, which they should they should have twelve by rights. This is a, a team that that with Liverpool last season absolutely dominated, and, and season before that just walked the league. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. It's weird to see teams like Man, Man City and Man United in in potentially a relegation battle. <laughs> It'd be, uh, it would be. I mean, I don't think we'll get to that, but as of right now, what, the the mid table fodder. Yeah, I I I cheekily mentioned that cheekily. I made a cheeky mention of that um, prior uh, on a prior episode, and um, 
it seems to be coming to fruition, Mags. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, I think Pep Guardiola's side should be fairly disappointed by this, but at the same time, this was a, a very much a tactical uh, mm. battle here. Um, and and it, it's hard to do that when you're facing against, I guess, another manager who is not only just as good as you, but but also the, the, one of the guys who, who, I guess, you've learned from. Um, so I, I can definitely see that being difficult. Uh, Mags, talk to me about Burnley versus Newcastle. Mm. We got exactly what we deserved. Um <sighs> Sam Maximum was absolutely a star. He ripped Burnley to absolute shreds. Um, we we had chances. We we uh, we we these positives that we can take from this. The goal from uh, Westwood was was really well taken. We we still had uh, a little bit of attacking flair. It's just that we were we were put to the sword by a, a player who was just absolutely unplayable in in uh, Sam Maximum. Uh, there was a bit of argument about whether there should have been a foul on uh, Kevin Long uh, leading up to the the goal the first goal. I don't believe it should have. It was uh, a little bit of uh, a tussle and. And Kevin Long should be a lot stronger in in that position. I just feel for for Darch because he's going to get the he's going to bear the brunt of the blame for this. And I don't think it's him. I think it's the board. I think it's the fact that he's got no money to spend. We have the smallest squad in the Premier League by about three or four players. Plus, we're being ravaged with injury. We can't even really form uh, a decent um, substitutes bench. So he, he's he's doing the the very best with the incredibly limited um, uh, resources that he's got available. I think for the last three or four years, we've kind of skirted on the fact that um, we we are just good enough to stay in the league, but with everybody around us spending money and, and improving on the squads and the fact that this is the first season that we've actually not really brought anybody in apart from Stevens. I think the, the writing is on the wall for Burnley and I, I know I mentioned it uh, last episode and I, th- I think if we don't do something in the next 24 hours um, and and pull in some players, I think it's going to be a long, hard slog for, for Burnley to, to uh, survive this season, uh, especially if we pick up any more injuries because the squad's ravaged. It's as simple as that. Well, there's been obviously the persistent rumor about Harry Wilson um, and, and him trying to, to or in Burnley's pursuit of trying to acquire him uh, from Liverpool. Uh, Rion Brewster um, actually joined uh, Sheffield United uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Uh, I did see some uh, Burnley fans online rather concerned that um, maybe the Brewster sale may price out uh, Harry Wilson from, from joining. Um, is that still a, a concern amongst the fan base, or is there is is, is there optimism that, that you'll still be able to get your man by the end of the deadline day? There's, I don't think there's any optimism at all. Uh, when we when we listen to, to Darch, you can hear the frustration in his voice that he's putting forward targets and, and the club are just not financially backing him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and like I explained uh in the last episode, I understand the point. You want to stay a, a fiscally responsible club, mm-hmm. but if you want to, if you want to stay with the big boys in the most uh, lucrative league in the world, you have to be able to spend, and you've got to be able to keep up with the teams around you. I'm not saying go out and spend 200 million and, and try and challenge for 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 top honors, but 
when clubs around us are spending 50, 60, 70 million on players and we're spending 1 million on, on Stevens, it's, it's, it's the writings there on the wall. I mean, teams like Fulham, mm. who were who were rock bottom, have, have spent a fortune this season. Sheffield United are spending, like I said, on uh, on uh, Brewster. They're, everybody's putting uh, putting money out, and it's Burnley who aren't. Well, Burnley and Man United, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we will definitely get to that. Uh, yeah, unless uh, unless the club have something very much in their back pocket and they're ready to to spring it last minute. We're going to struggle, uh, and that's not usually normally the Burnley way. Normally, we hear about these uh, transfer rumours way in advance. I don't think we'll get Wilson because I think, he, like you said, he's, he's going to be now priced out of the market for us. We're just, yeah, we're just going to end up either bin dipping and and hoping for the best, or we're going to end up just Darch is being told to to make the best with the squad you've got. Oh, it's a yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have you crowing on your side of the pond, and then on my side of the pond, I'm gonna be a suicidal. No, no. I mean, <laughs> well, if you look at uh, well, um, we're as of the time of this recording, we are um, uh, we're, we're, the the Aston Villa Liverpool game is on, and uh, Villa are actually taking an early lead, one zero. Um, wow. So, so wow. we'll we'll see how that goes. Like I said last week, you know, Aston Villa have their tails up right now, and they're looking yep. really, really sharp. Um, you know, Klopp is not very happy on the pitch side, of course. Um, you know who else isn't happy? The Foxes of Leicester. Uh, they got beaten down quite severely by a West Ham Hammers team that came in with something to prove. It seems. <laughs> Yeah, again, this this season is is mental. We mm. we wrote West Ham off after the first couple of games, and now they've they've won two in two, and they're absolutely flying. Mikel Antonio is as deadly as a target man as, as you could hope for. Um, Four Nels's form is absolutely brilliant. Declan Rice even had the audacity to run from his own uh, own half and and ch- try a cheeky shot against the ball, uh, against the bar. Uh, yeah, they they they're flying, and this is a, a this is a lesser team that that took Man City to the woodshed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely took him to the woodshed, and and they then got took to the woodshed off West Ham. So using football math, West Ham should absolutely destroy Man City about fifteen nil. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. Actually, that would be that would be probably my my highlight of of uh, the year so far. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think look- in this game, though, Cresswell was outstanding. Uh, mm-hmm. The two the two. Uh, uh, well, the second one you can't really call an assist because he literally just lumped it forward in Fornells. The control that Fornells did for that for that goal was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Uh, really, just killed the ball dead. Uh, great finish. Uh, but yeah, what what a what a turnaround for for West Ham, and it just proves how how weird this season's going to be because we had West Ham dead to rats that we 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 called them out on there. Uh, they're very lackluster uh, transfers. Uh, the fact they let players go for next to nothing, and then two matches later, they they're on form and looking unstoppable. So, you mentioned Bizarro World. Here are some Bizarro World stats from this game. Um, so Leicester took seventy percent possession to West Ham's thirty. They completed um, more than double the amount of passes, 670 to, to West Ham's um, two, uh, 291. 
Uh, however, Leicester only had four shots on target. Uh, I'm sorry, four shots in total, zero on target. Uh, to West Ham's 14 shots and six shots on target. Uh, this is, I mean, this is as clear of a case of doing more with less than than you could possibly have. I mean, that just shows how clinical West Ham were then. Uh, the fact that they had so little of the ball, but yet scored three goals. Well mm-hmm. played, West Ham. Yeah. Absolutely deserved the victory. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, another game uh, that... Um, uh, it was kind of, kind of, it just kind of existed for me, Mags. Um, Southampton faced off with West Brom. Uh, Southampton picking up a relatively easy victory, scoring a goal um, right before halftime, as well as within the 69th minute to put them over um, West Brom. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't really say too much for this game myself. I, I just nothing really kind of. Um, Got me. I don't know. Maybe that's me. Okay. Yeah, um, I, th- I thought that Romeo's goal was was absolutely a peach. Uh, mm-hmm. The the kind of scissor kick volley from the edge of the box. He's not a guy who you would rely on to score a lot of goals. I think uh, it's his first goal in fifty games. But if you're going to score a goal every every now and again, you make sure it's a perler, and he absolutely did. But yeah, uh, it, was it was a good a, goal. Yes, <laughs> it was a it, it was a really good goal. It was a very this was a, a very uh, um, one sided match for me. I think uh, Southampton uh, really dominated. Dean Garner had a, a really good chance uh, late into the second half, but yeah, it was a one sided Southampton victory. Uh, Danny Ings played out of his skin as he has been doing. Uh, Walker Peters did really well uh, uh, in in holding um, uh, West Brom at bay, and it was a, a great victory for for Southampton. And again, mm-hmm. another team that started off like as looking like they were going to struggle, and they're kind of pulling their way back up the table. So uh, good on Southampton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Southampton soaked up sixty two percent of possession to West uh, uh, West Brom's uh, thirty eight. Uh, Southampton completing five hundred nineteen passes to uh, three hundred twenty four passes from West Brom. Um, I'm actually getting some breaking news right now from journalist Fabrizio Romano, noting that uh, Edison Cavani to Manchester United is just about official. Um, so, whoopee! You know, um, I I know we joke here uh, quite often about Manchester United and their transfer woes. um, But look, this is money that could be spent on shelters for the homeless, for the abused. (laughs) Why are you spending money on Edison Cavani when we both know that this is not going to go well? The the blueprint is already there. Um, You know, you've got uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, who had gone to Manchester United and uh, that was not um, a fruitful, a fruitful affair for either party. Um, Mags, I mean, what are your thoughts here on Edison Gavani to Manchester United? He's a quality striker. Don't get me wrong. He's uh, yeah. if there's, he's done it all in European football. But this more speaks on on Man United's woeful. Uh, recent transfer history if you look at uh the the players that they've signed recently uh outside of uh van der Beek, you're you're looking at like igalo last minute transfer come out of nowhere uh ibrahimovic last minute transfer come out of nowhere falcao last minute transfer come out of nowhere 
Edison Cabana, last-minute transfer, come out of nowhere. The players that they've said that they wanted to go for and they haven't been able to get, Ed Woodward should hang his head in shame, the fact he cannot get these transfers over the line. Jaden Sancho signed a contract with the club he was ready to sign. I mean, we've spoke about how this, like, this fascination of, of the players agreeing the terms before the club, but mm. that happened and he wasn't able to get it over the line. The the same with um, Dembele. Dembele is desperate for a move away from Barcelona. He mm. was happy to come and, and take a pay cut to sign for Man United. They couldn't get the transfer over the line. As, um, as Sorry, Man United fans, but... As long as Edward Wood is involved in your transfers, you are not a big club anymore because you cannot attract the players that you are hoping to attract. You you bought Donny van der Beek, absolutely superb player. You didn't need him. If there was one place you didn't need a player, it was in central midfield. You've got Matic, you've got Pogba, you've got Fernandez, all Fred. vying for that. You've got Fred, all vying for that 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 place. You needed centre-backs. The centre-backs today, I mean, we'll get on to the, the match, but the defence today was was piss-poor, absolutely piss-poor. You needed a, uh, uh, a, a pacey attacking forward. Yeah, you brought in Cavani, but the dude's 33 years old. You were, you were looking at a 20-year-old wonder kid and you've gone for the 33-year-old guy with Weetabix for knees. You... you United should be they, they they should be ashamed of the the way that they're handling the transfer window. The the fact is they could have had Sancho a long time ago, but if it wasn't for their own arrogance that they didn't believe that that uh, Borussia would give them an arbitrary date and an arbitrary number uh, that they wanted for their player, this 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 signing could have been over and done with. You could have had Sancho playing and it could have been a whole different season. But no, Edward Wood has to be Edward Wood and he can't. He, he couldn't get a transfer over the line if there was a contract there with a with a player and a pen in his hand and all he had to do was put his name on it. He's that bad. He's re, he just annoys me, does Edward Wood. And I'm not even a Man United fan, but I just don't like it when, uh, when people who are not really uh, directly involved in the football are hampering clubs like that. Oh, I feel I feel cleansed now. I've uh, I've shit on Ed Woodward. Uh, Mags with the spicy takes here on <laughs> Manchester United, ladies and gentlemen. I think I think we My clearly takes do not represent the views of Radio Texas. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they do. We don't know. Um... <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, let's move right along. We'll talk about <laughs> Manchester United more here in just a minute. Uh, but uh, let's 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 dive down into um, something a little bit more boring. Uh, Wolves uh, win uh, one nil to uh, Fulham. Um, that's kind of the story. Wolves beat Fulham one nothing. This was a game that happened. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it existed. Yeah. Neto's uh, Neto's goal was a, a well played, uh, well taken goal. Fulham did well to to have a lot more possession than uh, than Wolves, and they they also they. I think if they didn't have Mitrovic, they would be struggling a hell of a lot more than they are now. And right now, they're rock bottom, so they've got a lot to to hope that they can keep Mitrovic fit, and and hopefully he'll start getting the goals. But yeah, it was. Uh, a, a poor display from both teams for me, uh, separated by a goal by Neto and, and Wolves get get three points. 
mm-hmm. there's not really much more to say about it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're just about right there, Mags. There's not much else to make note of uh, for that particular affair. Um, Arsenal uh, got back to their winning ways, defeating Sheffield United 2-1, to one, um, with, uh, with them uh, scoring two goals within about uh, three or four minutes succession. Uh, Bakio, uh, Saka, uh, and Nicolas Pepe uh, scoring in the 61st and 64th minute. Um, yeah, a pretty decent enough Arsenal performance here. They, they look uh, to go um, to get back to winning after uh, it being handed defeat at the hands of Liverpool. Um, so, Mags, um, any, do you see Arsenal making any moves or, or uh, towards transfer deadline day, or, or do you think that their, their piece of business is done? I, I, I believe they'll probably get uh, Uwar in. Um, oh, Okay. That that's the rumor anyway. Uh, I don't think they particularly need much. Uh, I think they need to get rid more than anything. I think uh, Gendouza, as as he finally signed for for Marseille, I think. Um, but yeah, I think uh, they've got the they've got the the core of a good team there. They've they've obviously got a, a the they they they're doing well. So they they. Uh, the players are, are harped up. Uh, Pepe's goal was was really well taken. Uh, he, the the guy has just got such lightning quick pace that he can turn on a, a heartbeat, and he just tore Sheffield United uh, in into a uh, great header by uh, Sacco as well. A confident header. You don't normally see uh, players trying to head a, a goal into the roof of the net. Normally, it's like head it into the floor and and hope. But uh, Sacco just had that confidence that he knew the ball was going in. Um, it was a the McGoldrick goal, oh, that was a beauty as well. A well taken goal. He should have, uh, he could have uh, maybe levelled it up near the end uh, when he, his shot went just wide. I think it was deflected for a corner. Uh, but yeah, a, a good victory for for Arsenal, and, and it's these kind of victories when uh, you you maybe not. Uh, as dominant as you have been in in other games that 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 can make or break a season for you. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Um, I, I felt it was uh, interesting um, that uh, uh, Lacazette did not make the start necessarily here, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I do think that Arsenal played a very well game, uh, a very well done game. And like you said, it's it's these kind of games where you need to pick up victories, and that helps uh, make up the rest of the season. Um, stats line here. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering if I should just save stats for for this next game. Uh, I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get to them quickly. Um, Arsenal 65% possession. Uh, uh, Sheffield 35%. Uh, Arsenal nearly 700 passes, 699 passes here uh, to uh, Sheffield United's 373. Uh, they are far more accurate on the ball. 89% possession uh, or pass accuracy rather. Um, and, uh, yeah, six shots taken by Arsenal, six shots also taken by Sheffield United. Uh, five shots were on target for Arsenal, whereas, uh, Sheffield only had two shots on target. Um, but yeah, I think that sums up, uh, the bulk of things, uh, into, um, the game that's going to take all the headlines here. Um, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, Manchester United one, Tottenham Hotspur six. Um, if you had the betting line for uh, 
Manchester United to lose by six. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Um, you can now go and buy a new house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it, what started off as uh, Manchester United getting a, a penalty in the second minute ended up being just a, a sheer slaughtering from there. It's the worst ever Manchester United performance in a first half. Um, with Ndombele scoring right after that in the fourth minute, and then Sun just kind of took control of things from there. Mm-hmm. I think the problem here was the def- was Manchester United's defense. Well, the sending off obviously didn't help, but uh, Martial uh, very silly to to react to uh, to um, the the arm in the face. Uh, you can't go around slapping players, and he absolutely deserved to get sent off, uh, and that. It, it, you'd like to say that changed the game, but I don't think it really did. I think it just compounded Man United's wars. They were they were woeful in in uh, defence. Harry Maguire should hang his head in shame. He had a an abysmal game. He was poor at tracking back for marking uh, for uh, the second goal. It, he was at fault about three or four times. He headed the ball towards the the Tottenham players. Then he uh, he he turned his back on 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 the ball, and then he he wrestled his own player. To the ground uh, to to <laughs> allow the, the 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 goal. It's just it was just abysmal. Man United absolutely got what they deserved, and this again a Tottenham team which we were at the beginning of the season saying these look like they may they may struggle. They they don't look like they're going to struggle anymore. They're absolutely on fire. Uh, Son and Kane are absolutely killing it. Uh, just. A brilliant game to watch, and when someone like Serge Aurier can power forward and get a goal, it's it it's a, a bad day at the office for Man United. And I don't think there's anybody who can say on that Man United team that can say they they tried the best because they didn't. Even even the likes of Pogba uh, was he was at fault for the penalty because he just you could tell he give up and he he'd lost his man and yeah, it was just a poor poor day at the office. And I, I feel for for Solskjaer because I don't think it's particularly his fault. I think it's the fact that they can't get the players in that they need. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that, that sums it up pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean, it is a bit cheeky of Lamella, uh, to have had his arm in Marshall's mm-hmm. face. He knew exactly what he was doing. So, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's not an innocent party. Uh, I mean, it was cheeky of him to try and steal one of our, Son's gold when he tried to slide in and clear it. <laughs> this is also true. This is also true. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it for me. It just, I've never seen Manchester United taken like that before, ever. Like they got, they no. got, they got just completely demolished. Um, the stats line here: uh, Manchester United only five shots taken to Tottenham's twenty-two. Uh, Manchester United had only two shots on target to Tottenham's eight, um, and uh, man, uh, Tottenham really sealed the deal with <laughs> with the six of those goals. Um, Thirty-eight percent possession for uh, Manchester United to Tottenham's sixty-two. Uh, Tottenham also outpassed Manchester United six hundred sixty-seven to four hundred five. It was just a clinic put on here mm-hmm. by this uh, Spurs team uh, against United who were so terrible, so woeful. Yeah. 
I think the 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 biggest shock is the possession. I mean, we talk about uh, Liverpool and and City and Chelsea having possession place games, but Man United's whole ethos is around keeping the ball, and the fact that they had nearly half the ball as as, as Tottenham did at Old Trafford, that is scandalous, absolutely scandalous, and it, it just goes to show that uh, the crowd are a massive factor in a, in a lot of these uh, a lot of these results. I think once we get crowds back, we may get back to some sort of normality. But yeah, this this Man United team. I mean, I'm on the the um, the BBC Sport website now, and the highest. A rated player for Man United was Donny van der Beek, uh, and he got a rating of three. Uh, the lowest was Maguire, who got a 1.8. Uh, then you, you compare that to Tottenham, and Son and Harry Kane were in the high eights. It's just it, they just absolutely dominated. It's that's that's a, a ridiculous, a ridiculous result, a ridiculous rating. It's it's fantastic for Spurs. So if you're a Spurs fan, you know that's. <laughs> that's definitely good news here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I think that sums things up. We'll get to the Liverpool Aston Villa game uh, on Wednesday, and as of right now, uh, the 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 later the better because we are down two nu- two nil currently to Aston Villa. Um, wow, so, Everton yeah. winning the league. Everton winning the league. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened. Uh, 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 Liverpool and Everton going and winning in back-to-back years—that—that's uh, that'd be an interesting stat. That's probably never happened before. Um, let's move on uh, to. Uh... <laughs> Ollie Watkins is absolutely putting you guys to the sword. That's going to be a fun chat on on Wednesday. It will be, uh, especially if when we, we don't turn just it, brush over it. Yeah, especially when we <laughs> when we turn around and win. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. No, um, not with uh, not with Mane. You won't uh, with him having uh, COVID. Yes, Ooh, yes. Thank you for for making note of that. Um, it was noted. Um, Sadio Mane has tested positive uh, for COVID. Um, and he's been out of the team. Uh, Allison also picked up a um, an injury um, in training, so Adrian is in goal as opposed to Allison. Um, so we'll see. Um, Adrian always makes me nervous, and rightfully so here today, it seems. Um, let's talk about something else major that happens. Um, but first, yes, get well soon, Sadio Mane. Yeah, um, absolutely. We have Champions League draw results here, Mags. Champions League is also another fun time of the year um, where um, the best teams in Europe uh, get together and have a giant party, right? That's what it's all about. (laughs) No? It's a celebration. Uh, no, it is, it is a celebration, a celebration of beautiful football, um, similar to uh, World Cup and other tournaments. Um, this one here is, has uh, eight groups. Each group has four teams in it and is played uh, round robin, not round robin style, but every team plays every other team twice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we break out into a, a big old tournament. It's kind of like a year-long World Cup for clubs if you're, <laughs> if you're a newbie. Um, but yeah, um, interesting draws, interesting storylines here, Mags. Lots of fun mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, let's yep. get let's get down to it here. Uh, in Group A, we have Bayern Munich along with Atletico Madrid, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, and Lo- Lokomotiv Moskva, Moskva, Moscow. 
<laughs> Moscow, that is. I was trying to be fun. I don't know. I'm not a fun kind of guy. Uh, you do you do look Russian, though, to be fair. Oh, do I? I might yes. To, <laughs> I might have to get that checked. Um, <laughs> There's a cream for it. <laughs> um, Mags, this group looks pretty straightforward, I will say. I mean, yeah. I don't have any expectation of Bayern or Atletico not progressing here. Um, yeah. but, um, that matchup in particular should be quite a spicy affair. Yeah. Uh, especially with how, uh, how hot and cold Bayern Munich seem to be blowing recently. Uh, so dominant in some games and then getting absolutely, uh, laid to waste in other games. Uh, Atletico with, uh, with the new signings that they've made, um, yeah, that should be a, a very tasty game. Uh, I do expect them two to go through in uh, probably Bayern will win the group and, and Atletico go through in, in uh, the runners-up. And Salzburg and, and Moscow are literally there to make numbers up for me. <laughs> uh, more breaking news here once again from Fabrizio Romano. Uh, he is stating that, uh, and this is very uh, timely, Douglas Costa is returning to Bayern Munich. From, oh. from Juventus, yes. Is, they uh, just signed, didn't they? Just sign as well, Mark Rocker as well from yes. from. They did. Oh, spicy, spicy yeah. signings. <laughs> yeah, Bayern looking to go from strength to strength here in this transfer window. Um, yeah. So yeah, that'll be good stuff. Um, let's see here, Group B. Group B. Uh, we have uh, Real Madrid. Uh, Shakhtar Donsk, uh, Internacional, and Shakhtar who? Who was that team? I Donetsk. didn't quite catch that. Donetsk. Donetsk. Tana, Tana Talks. That's yeah. your Tana Talks for today. Exactly. I figured I'd get it out of the way. Um, uh, Internacional, or Inter Milan, for, for those who, uh, prefer it that way. I don't know. Um, and then uh, Bruja Mujengladbeck. Um, yeah, uh, Real Madrid might have uh, some tough customers here in Mujengladbeck and Inter Milan. Uh, Inter Milan had, uh, uh, has done some good investing and uh, has kept uh, uh, Martinez, which was uh, a, a very big deal for them. Yeah, I think I think if of all the signings, keeping uh, uh, Martinez and still having um, Lukaku is a is a great get for for Inter Milan. Um, I still would I think Real would still win the group, but I think uh, the battle is for that second spot between um, uh, Gladbach and Inter Milan. Uh, I'd expect Inter to maybe take it, and I think Shakhtar are going to be the whipping boys of that group. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that that's correct. Um, let's see here. Liverpool have pulled a goal back here. Mo Salah. Oh, here we go. Yep. They're going to win 3-2 now. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna win 5-2. <laughs> if you predict that now and you don't put some money on that, then you don't deserve to be on this show. Oh, oh is that right? Okay, well, I might as well hit up our good friend Tom from Takes on Stakes. Uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> make sure to make sure to tune in to takes on stakes uh, for for all of your betting needs. It's a good place to be. Um, I asked, I actually asked Tom if he had any uh, money on uh, Manchester losing six one, and uh, I think it was an emphatic no. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. What it would have been interesting there. to see what the actual odds on that would have been. Oh, right, goodness. I, I, I bet. I bet it was. I bet it was a hundred to one. Easy. 
I could have bought a boat. Yeah. <laughs> I could have I bought a boat. It annoys when you don't when you don't bet on these matches and you think, if I only had a put, maybe fifty quid on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing, the things that could have happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Group C, C is in cat or Charlie, uh, whatever you fancy. Uh, let me see here. Group C has Porto, Manchester City, Olympiacos. And Marseille. Um, I think we can agree on Manchester City here, Mags. Um, yeah. I think the the majority of the English sides got very favourable draws. Uh, City probably got the most favourable. Uh, maybe, yeah. no, in fact, probably Chelsea, actually, I would have said. Um, but, yeah, that that should be an easy group win for City. Um and then it's a, a three-way run for for uh, the second place. I could see either of uh, any of these three teams getting second place. Um, I'd probably go with Porto just for their how their their history in the in the Champions League. They they generally do well. Uh, mm. But yeah, City should walk that division that uh, that uh, group. I would think so. Um, I would also fancy Porto here in this situation. If not, Marseille would probably be my, the next one. Though it is historically very, very difficult uh, to play uh, Olympiacos, especially away from home. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, yep. Good times. Great memories. Aston Villa scores another goal. Jeez. <laughs> this is not great. I'm just At least it's your boy McGinn. You were you were uh, absolutely waxing lyrical about him last year. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, I he's, mean, he's proving it. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the goal now. Yeah, that's a beautiful goal. I I, I mean, that's that's um, I I have I have nothing bad to say about that. Maybe we should get McGinn in before. Uh, oh, it bounced right off of uh, Van Dyke's boot. That's I mean, sad. I've got the. Alrighty, Max. Uh, so, with that being said, we we did have a little bit of a technical blip there, unfortunately. Um, yeah, thanks, Aces. All right. Anyway, Group D, <laughs> Group D, uh, Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and um, give Michelin. me Michelin. There's there's not a C there. That's, that's... I know, but it's not it's not English. That's why. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I think, um, like with the the city group, I think we can pretty much agree on Liverpool progressing here, um, hoping that they don't bring in the same form that they've brought into this Aston Villa game. Um, but uh, Ajax and Atlanta both are fairly tough customers. I'm not super mm-hmm. familiar with uh, Michelin. They they uh, currently. Fifth in the Danish league, they drew today with Horsens. Uh, mm. So I think they're going to be the whipping boys of the of the group. Uh, this on paper looks like a, a walk for for Liverpool, but like you said, Ajax and, and Atalanta are, uh, are quietly hard teams to, to play against, and uh, Atalanta doing really good things in in Serie A. Uh, Ajax is obviously uh, they've lost a lot of their their. Um, uh, players from from the last couple of seasons, but they've always had that kind of great youth academy that they've been able to uh, replenish the the squad. Um, I, I expect Liverpool to fully win the group, uh, but just maybe not as as easy as as it looks on paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I would almost tip my hat towards Atalanta making it out of the group because of how well they performed in last year's Champions League. Um, <laughs> but, but like I said, you, you can never really count out Ajax. They, they always put up a pretty strong fight. Um, group E, however, looks pretty straightforward here. Sevilla and Chelsea, uh, Krasnodar and uh, Rin. Uh, so um, this looks like it should be a pretty easy walk for Chelsea and Sevilla. Yeah, it's a two-horse race. Uh, it would take uh, some severe lacks of concentration for for, uh, for Chelsea to be not to win this group. Um, I would say Chelsea probably go through on top, uh, Sevilla in, in second, and and uh, Krasnodar and Renz farted for the scraps. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that estimation there. Um, I do expect uh, Chelsea to really dominate this group in particular. Um, given all of the international talent that they have. Um, group F, Zenit, uh, Dortmund, uh, Lazio, and uh, Club Bruges. Um, this looks to be pretty straightforward for Dortmund. Um, but yeah, it, I think we're seeing a pattern here of where there's usually two clubs otherwise in the group where it could be either one of them. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I think Dortmund, this is their, their group to lose uh, with the talent they've got and the form that they're in. Uh, they, they should they should win this group with, with relative ease. Uh, the fight is going to be for second place. Uh, I think that uh, it's between Zenit and Lazio. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with... Lazio, but I, I can honestly make a case for Zenit going through as well. I think uh, Club Bruges are gonna uh, gonna be the the team that that gets their pants pulled down quite a few times, though. I could definitely see it. Um, Group G has the matchup that everyone is salivating over. That would be <laughs> Juventus and Barcelona. Um, also included in the group was uh, uh, Dinamo Kiev and. Um, Orange Varos. There you go. Thank you, Mags. Uh, <laughs> so Juventus um, and Barcelona. Um, obviously, anytime Messi and Ronaldo get a chance to play against each other, uh, the world rejoices. Yeah, absolutely. The 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 two best players of our generation. Uh, we we. I don't think football fans kind of realize how lucky we are that we've had these two players the same time being being able to push each other uh whenever they're on the pitch together they always want to kind of like prove that they're the best player so they're always putting that like extra extra like 10 percent of performance i expect them to be both good games um but with barcelona in the position that they're in uh kind of like a club in transition and you there being um being much more um a stronger, more settled squad. I think Juve might take the group. Barcelona will, will, will definitely go through, and then the uh, Kiev and Ferris Varas will fight out for third place. Fair enough. Uh, so Dinamo Kiev and and this other squad, it is. Um, yeah, they'll be progressing. No, I'm just kidding. Barcelona <laughs> and Juventus, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, group H looked uh, to be somewhat friendly for Manchester United. However, they are in a group with PSG, Leipzig, and Istanbul. Um, I actually don't have United advancing here. I, I, I certainly have uh, PSG and Leipzig. Both performed very, very well in last year's Champions League. 
and um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I I I I I like uh, I like Leipzig a lot advancing in this one. Yeah, and and out of all the English teams, I think Man United got the 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 group of death. Uh, PSG, I would expect to win the group with relative ease. Leipzig, like you said, they 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 fly under the radar, but they're a very dangerous team to to come up against. Uh, Man United, in the form that they're in, they potentially could go bottom of the group because uh, historically they've struggled going into into Turkey and, and getting uh, getting wins. So yeah. I, I could I could honestly see this Man United squad finishing rock bottom of their group, which is it's absolutely unheard of. Uh, wow. But what? But I think what I would say is that uh, Baylor does suck a big fat one, and uh, University <laughs> of Texas uh, absolutely are, are ten times the 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 football team that Baylor are. I like how you just like just really under the radar just <laughs> slid that in um shout out to, to anthony yes shout out to the to anthony uh, the boss over at shooting the sports ish uh which uh i guess really kind of wraps things up here for us um speaking of shooting the sports ish uh you see that little button right there hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts uh, or or wherever you're um, you're watching this show, I think it's probably on YouTube. And as Mags has now directed you, you need to go and hit that like button. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment in in, in the section. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, we want to be a, as interactive with you guys as humanly possible, and uh, you you guys help make this show as much as we do. Um, <laughs> so uh, this will be. Um, uh, fantastic um, as far as uh, getting a chance to hear your feedback on the show and um, yeah good stuff all around here um, so yeah give us a like share subscribe wherever you're listening to this show wherever you're watching this show and whoever you are wherever you are we thank you obviously for tuning in and choosing Radio Techers to spend your time uh, today um, follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S and uh, obviously, you can see below here, you've got uh, mags and my own personal Twitter handles. Uh, so if you like uh, other content, yeah. Mags, what have you been working on content-wise recently? Ooh, I've been a, a busy little beaver. Uh, I've got uh, Why We Watch, where I've been uh, speaking with wrestling content creators about why they love this wacky sport of people in uh, their underpants pretending to fart. Uh We've got Badlands, which is about the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. and then I've uh, I've recently did a a Twitch stream with uh, young Josh Robinson uh, for for tonight's well for yesterday's when this is dropped for the takeover. So yeah, I've uh, got my uh, my fingers in many many pies. There you go. Well, I, I will also being an, uh, be doing an NXT TakeOver, a little bit of a watch-along with Steven in podcast form, so you guys can check that out and tune your podcasting time to uh, uh, re-watching uh, TakeOver and you know hearing Steven and I banter about it. Uh, and you can also check out Steven and I, as well as uh, one Mike Charlie bantering about video games with the 3P uh, uh, Gamecast Network also here on YouTube. So check that out, guys. It's been a lot of fun here, but uh, again, whoever you are, we're Wherever you are, we thank you for tuning into yet another episode of Radio Techers. Y'all take care. Have yourselves a great rest of the day. Bye bye, people. Bella sucks. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>